Hi. Testing, testing. Here we go. We're doing the damn thing. Are we here, bitch? Yes, we are. We're here. Everyone's checked in. So, guys, my name is Taylor. Hi. Nice to meet you. Nice to see you. I'm Emily. Welcome. And we are two red carpet reporters, but here's the thing. You guys have heard a ton of, you know, entertainment podcasts and pop culture and Bachelor, this, that, the other thing. Everything under the sun. Here's what this is not. That. Yeah. (laughs) I mean... Let's break it down for them. Okay, we have a little bit of a twist, right? We're both red carpet reporters. We are out in Hollywood, like, brushing shoulders with celebrities, yada, yada. However, we are both a little jaded, and we're not as enamored by it as... I feel like people, like, shout out to, like, Stacy in Arkansas in her mom's basement who thinks that, like, Brad Pitt is the greatest thing to happen since the big bang but like let me just tell you like I love you Stacy no like Stacy like you're my girl we've all been <laughs> Stacy we all know a Stacy we all are a little bit of Stacy but like <laughs> let me just say there's way more to life than these celebs and we want to give you guys like the actual nitty-gritty behind the scenes rundown not just the shit you see on E&ET not no. just the glitz and the glamour and everybody wearing thousands of dollars of jewelry and no. pretending like everything's awesome we are red carpet reporters, and we are going to give you the real tea, piping hot, grab a fucking, like, no. kitchen mitt, because this shit is going to spill everywhere. No, steaming. I'm scorched. Steaming. I'm like, scorched. we are not holding anything back, and we're ready to, like, we're ready to give it all we've got to you. It's real. So you guys are going to be along for the journey with us. It's going to be like you are on the red carpet, in between Emily and I sweating, Changing heels into tennis shoes. So we're going to get into it because last night slash yesterday slash what feels like purgatory was the Critics' <laughs> Choice Awards. It's honestly like worse than, okay, I feel like for some people, like I can't relate to this personally, but if you're on death row, you're probably, not that I'm like comparing the Critics' Choice Awards to death row, but if you're on death row and you're like sitting there for years and years and years and years and nothing changes and you keep hoping it's going to get better, but your life's just dull, that's what our lives felt like last night for like seven hours. No. Seven. Let me just tell you the tea, okay? So it starts off, first of all, I'm wearing a dress that for the first time shows my whole ass. Okay, but you look like Beyonce, though. No, it showed my whole ass. Did you, where did you get, so you, you find so, out like a PR stitch to get the okay, dress. Okay, backstory. Oh, okay, so guys. Contacts, we don't get dressed for this shit. Like, if you want to no. go to a black tie event, good luck finding a fucking ball gown while you're sitting next no. to J-Lo. I'm wearing my Skechers 24-7. No, but if it, if it is an award show, like, I don't know, we'll try to, like, not be in a paper bag. Look like we belong. Yeah. Sometimes, guys, you can go and get fittings. People will loan you dresses, and you can put it on social media. I went, Emily, nothing fit me. No. I was like, I was like, I'm telling you, like, I kind of have a J-Lo buck going on. Like, I have an ass. I eat pizza, you know, every other day, SOS. And she's like, Taylor, no. She has all these things for, like, runway models. And I was like, okay, let's, I'm going to, like, get on your knees. Let's do it. Could never. Five one, come in twerking like J-Lo. I need to hold, like, safety pins in my purse <laughs> because, like, the amount of times the zipper doesn't fit is, like, 11 out of 12. <laughs> Same. So, like, very bad. So I finally find a dress that is literally like underwear with a. Sh- How would you even describe it? It's underwear. Okay, it was like Beyonce with like a no. tool skirt, <laughs> but make it fashion. No, like a tutu. Anyway, I'm wearing this dress. Everyone's looking at me like I'm a high end prostitute. I'm walking with these heels. Hey, but like honestly, <clears throat> I think prostitution. That's a whole other conversation. But no, like agreed. being a high end prostitute is. There are worse things. Men were looking more available. Come on, let's go. DM me. So I get there early because I know I want to take pics of this dress. I finally get my ass in and they're like, the Uber dropped me off way too far. I end up walking on gravel and these like 
Julia Roberts, Pretty Women, like, <laughs> stilettos, this ass dress. And this is noon, by the way, on a Sunday. So most people are getting bagels and coffee. I'm out here. Okay. So that's how the day started. That's what you guys don't see when you're looking at E. No, it's all polished. But we are out in the motherfucking trenches, in our heels, walking in gravel around the venue until we find the right spot. So I was inside. I did yeah. not go on the carpet. I was doing all the observations. So AKA the like articles that come out. What you didn't see on TV <laughs> is courtesy of yours truly. You're welcome. I get there. And first of all, the thing about award shows is like, yeah, like all Hollywood's elite comes out, which means you also have the people who genuinely think them holding signs on the sidewalk saying after judgment comes the death of all life and no. Jesus and we hate gay people. Those folks always hang out on the sidewalk outside. So it's super fun being in traffic, standing <laughs> next to people, shoving signs in your face that says you will be judged for eternity and roast in hell for going to an award show. So love that for me. Then I go on the carpet. I actually had a plus one, which never happens. No. But I got I brought my gay bath, gay BFF, whatever you call it in your world, Austin. Can you please? I started to interject. Please tell them oh, what happened you were inside because this was so special. So me and Austin are walking on the carpet and we're just chatting and immediately we're told to keep it moving because we like very clearly are wearing millions of dollars of jewels and I'm telling him a story about like a guy problem and this publicist lady is like, you got to keep it moving. I don't fucking care about your life. So anyway, we're moving inside. Probably within the first hour of us being there, four people ask Austin if he is an actor named George McKay from the movie 1917. Just to give you a little bit of history, Austin is 6'6", blonde, looks like a German god, like the dream of like... Hitler. Yeah. Like I hate to be that person, but like, listen. No. Listen. And I'm a Jew and I'm saying this, like he's like a vision of, he's like a Barbie doll, like a human pen. And literally, four people come up to him and he's like, no, no, I'm not that. Finally, I'm like, Austin, just fucking tell them you are. <laughs> he literally took pictures with like four people who thought he was this guy from this war movie, 1917. So I was basically his plus one at the end of the <laughs> night. Thank you very much. Next question. Wait, did you tell them how he started doing it in a British accent? Like the oh, actual actor? He's like, oh, yes, yes. And then he went up to somebody. Okay, then this gets worse. Then we saw somebody who I'm like, oh, my God, Austin, I think that's actually George McKay. Like, you should go up to him and be like, oh, my God, like, people keep confusing me for you. Like, you should go talk to him. And he's like, okay, yeah. So he goes and talks to him. It's not George McKay. Like, I fucking sent him to another tall, blonde, good-looking man. And Austin's like, oh, my God. Like, hi, George. Like, people keep mistaking me for you. This guy's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And just, like, walks away. So anyway, that was Austin's little moment of fame. He had a great time sipping all the champ, eating all the vegan food, and just having a great fucking time. Thriving. Thriving. I also, like... Okay, so I was doing interviews on the red carpet as Emily mm-hmm. was inside the actual show. And here's another thing that you don't see Full on perspective, e. guys. Full 360, like, straight from my eyeballs. <laughs> to your <laughs> ears. To your brain. Biology, <laughs> bitches. So, I was doing interviews from a bush in this J-Lo <laughs> dress, okay? The hedge, they really want to make sure you're, like, separated completely no. from the likes of goddesses like Lucy Hale, no. A-list celebrity. They think, like, they are you think, fucking kidding me? They think that we reporters are literally wild animals that need to be tamed. They, I'm only five one, like I said. They have, like, like this Like, not hedge. domesticated hyenas. No, no. They have this, 
these hedges, is that the right, of like these mm-hmm. bushes, not even like, you know, guys know probably from seeing it's like a velvet rope. No, it's these bushes. Meanwhile, my dress keeps getting caught in this bush. I have like leaves coming out of my hair by the end. It was just really impossible. That was the thing that was between us and the celebrities. So it's like up to my chest. That was number one. Number two, I had to go in what's called a press room after the carpet. It's that little room where the celebrities go after they win an award and they talk to press and you can ask them questions. So they just soak up each other's awesomeness some more. Can you tell how cynical we are, P.S.? I really want there to be an award season one year for doctors. No, teachers. 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 And like the people who like change your tire at Jiffy Lube because those are the real modern day heroes and they don't wear capes and they don't wear Chanel, but they are worthy of recognition. Can we talk about the barista who bumped me to a venti because he felt like it? Where is this man's Oscar? Where is this man's limo? In all honesty and like seriousness, we do talk about how being in this world, like it is kind of crazy how much- Yeah, it fades. And it's crazy how much smoke we blow up celebrities' assholes and how everyone all day long is just kissing their ass. And we're like, where is the recognition for teachers and And firefighters, people who matter? We all have people who we see them, we'll get into this, and like we need to like, we're like obsessed with them like anybody else. For me, it's anyone for The Bachelor or right now it's Sam Hewen. Like both of them would probably give my left arm for. But literally Meryl Streep could breathe in my ear and I probably wouldn't flinch at this point. It just happens over time. Remember the time when I thought I was like, Writing my vows to marry Max Mangella from the Handmaid's I do remember Tale. that. Remember that time you gave your card to Noah Centineo and oh. your number on it? I, you guys, I gave, we're totally <laughs> sidebarring, but whatever. I gave my card to Noah Centineo at the, to all the boys premieres. It was literally like 24 before hours, 24 hours story. before he blew up. Like, never you guys heard were, from you him. You had a moment. No, we had a moment. He'll always remember it. He introduced me, like my name's Taylor. He introduced me to his sister. He calls her Taylor. name out of bed. I know he does. So back to the press room. So I decide to, this is like chaos. There is pizza, complete clusterfuck on the red carpet. So I decide I'm not going to go find a bathroom to change into my press room outfit. Oh I'm just going to do it. I like right, where this is going. <laughs> I'm just going to do it right fucking here, right next to Billy Porter. As one does. So that's what I did. I pulled up leggings since I was already barely wearing a dress, I just pulled a bra up. My friend held up a shirt, which I didn't even ask her to. I was fine just doing it anyway. Like, I've seen Kim Kardashian's both of her fallopian tubes at this point. So, <laughs> what's the difference? Any more questions? Right, exactly. So, I change on the carpet, go to the press room. You guys. I Keep in mind, I was there since 12, okay? By this point, it's like 4 or 5. I'm ravish starving because I've been interviewing celebrities for three hours. Mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually exhausted, okay? All I'm looking forward to is some godforsaken food what do they have they have one container of trader joe's like irish cheddar spread some crackers lace potato chips they have a room next door this is all backstage of the awards guys keep in mind they have a room next door that has boxed sandwiches some of the people the photographers in the press room tried to go in and get some you would literally think they were leading like al-qaeda they were like (laughs) These sandwiches are not for you. They are for the staff. Let's like abort this Iran nuclear missile crisis immediately (laughs) because like, I don't know what you think is going on in the Middle East. Hungry press photographers are the most dangerous species alive. So needless to say, what I ate between noon and seven was my right arm, my watch, and (laughs) half of a protein bar. Inside was a whole different spiel. We were um, treated to champagne, impossible burgers, Baja Fresh, chips, fries, vegetables, um, a granola bar, 
So I was really living the high life. Me and Austin literally treated it like our personal kitchen. Like I was fucking starving. And I like I had like a little thing of like vegetables on my plate. And I literally took the two plates next to me because nobody was there. And then I piled them up, like piled the plates up. Like I was literally in my own living room. No. So I like really made myself at home. No. Anyway, so during break, we like do observations. Like during the commercial breaks when everyone's chatting, this is what happens when you don't see on TV. So it's our job to like go around and give you guys like the tea, the lowdown of like what's really going on who's talking to who who's hugging who i've heard some shit like at the oscars this year no you haven't. i literally saw daniel craig holding a whiskey glass staring at the screen backstage when amelia clark was presenting he looked at the screen with the straightest face you've ever seen and goes she's a horrible actor <laughs> like about story. queen daenerys targaryen pardon <laughs> like okay anyway he was probably Can just upset that we all got screwed over by that finale i just want to say too emily because i've seen her in action she is an Expert. Oh my God, stop. Stop. Expert observer. She will read Jennifer Lawrence's lips. She's like, okay, so I just was across the room from her and I got her vacation plans, her social security <laughs> number, and her blood type. Okay, next question. No, I've literally like heard people's like wedding plans, like date plans being changed after party plans. Because the thing is, like, I treat it like I'm actually an Interpol operative, like not just like an award show attendee. Like, listen, we look like you. We walk like you. We talk like you. We might be like members of the media and shit, but like you would never know when I'm standing directly next to Allison Janney, holding a clutch, wearing a ball gown, doing all the things. She doesn't think twice about what I'm writing on my phone. And usually I'm just scrolling on Instagram and like banking on everything she says. And I run away to the bathroom and write it down. Fun fact. Shit goes down in bathrooms oh. too. Oh, remember time. when I washed my hand, when I peed next to Sandra O and Elizabeth Boss? I do remember that. And then when I saw, um, what's her face, Sarah Paul getting smashed on tequila with Lady Gaga in the bathroom one time. Like, totally. shit happened. And so Anne Hathaway had a little baby recently. I wanted to say bebe, like shit's grief, but she had a baby. And she, like, debuted her post-baby baby bod at Critics' Choice. And, like, she hasn't released the sex of baby numero dos yet. So, like, she's, like, going around, like, whatever. She's at the show. She was really close to my table. So, like, I obviously stood uncomfortably close to her and watched her talking to people. And she showed a photo of her baby. A baby wearing, like, a blue blanket, yellow. And she's like, this is him. And all of her friends were like, oh, my God, he's so cute. So, I'm like, okay. Like, seems to me like she's showing a photo of a baby boy, like, probably 90% her child. Maybe it's out of context. And she's showing a picture of another baby. But it was a fucking baby cocooned in a blue blanket and a like yellow scarf and shit and anyway so i file all this whatever next morning i get an email filing is when you hand something into your editor it could be a an interview um a, a nugget of information you received Mm-hmm. Etc. So Anne Hathaway's talking with this baby i file it whatever next morning get an email being like hey like from my boss asked this other woman who like I don't really know what she does. He asked the other woman, like, can you ask the reporter to me, like, who covered this event to make sure, like, it was, like, a ba- she saw a baby on Yen's phone. So I get this email. Hi, are you sure it was a baby? I'm like, if it looks like a baby, if it walks like a baby, if it talks, like, no, it was actually a tortoise wrapped in a blue Wait, blanket. Like, they, of course it's a fucking baby. But also they want Emily to confirm this, in fact, is Anne Hathaway's Offspring. child offspring should blood? i rob cedar sinai no do you have to stalk the registered nurse in the parking lot of cedar sinai like, to do find i out? have to break hipaa <laughs> let me know what i need to do does Grey's anatomy need a replacement for alex karev so i literally was like i don't know what to fucking tell you like it was a fucking baby it was definitely a baby so anyway that was a really fun email to wake up to great times best of times people are probably like why the fuck do you do this for a living why do we easy money and we can do it in our sleep 
I will say we it, sh- you get a thrill. It's a thrill. You do get it's a, a thrill. thrill. When you know you did something right, when you know you broke a story, which we both have done both of, it's a th- it's the adrenaline. It it's keeps the us adrenaline. going. It's always sporadic. You never know what you're gonna get. And for me, and it's I, always different. It's not a nine to five desk job. It's it's fun. I mean, yeah. obviously, guys, we're sitting here and we're like joking around, going to red carpet premieres and like being around that and like being in that world. It's 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 not not fun. Like, no, it definitely is. And I grew up loving movies and music and all of that. So I do get a rush when I get a really good conversation and go deeper with the celebrity. And like, you know that like, you're pulling out headlines as you interview them. Like, you know, like, pick up, pick up, pick up. Like, you're doing something oh, right. So That's how me, I get. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, you just said that. I, we're going to blast that everywhere. See, for me, it's like, damn, I just feel like they were human for five seconds and oh, not someone like kissing their toe. Like they, I feel like I just was sitting with them, like having drinks at a bar. I love that moment. Like they're totally, real. Totally. But so we do get a, we do get, obviously we wouldn't do this and there's nothing like leaving that interview being like, I leave like on a cloud. I'm like, that's just so good. Yeah. If it's really good. If it's really good. And there's times where it's a bust. We do take our, ourselves seriously sometimes. Oh, we are take ourselves so seriously. Yeah. We act like we're literally like working for the White House administration. No. Like, <laughs> like listen, Pelosi's we're hard like, on ourselves just like any other job. If your boss yells yeah. at you, if you're late to a meeting, if like you can't figure shit out, if things aren't going your way. It's like, I mean, this is all unpredictable because you're yeah. going to a carpet and you have names on that list sheet all the way from Bradley Cooper to Peter Weber, The Bachelor. And like some people are guarantees, you know, you're going to get like your backup interview. Shout out to Linda Thompson. Oh, she is the go-to. Linda. Brody Jenner's mom. Linda. She is every interview, backup interview. She'll talk about everything you want from Chris Jenner to Bruce Jenner's ball sack. Linda. <laughs> no one Love that bitch. Linda, literally, she was like, honey, you're so beautiful. I literally was like, oh my God, I'm obsessed. You heard her say the same thing to Emily and I was like, I was <laughs> devastated. I was like, I was like, I'm no longer special. It's also better like 12 times. And every time she goes, no. oh my God. Sweet. Like, literally, she treats you like you're her granddaughter. She's Brody Jenner's mom, was married to Caitlyn Jenner, was married yeah. to, wasn't she married to Elvis? Just for, yes. in case you guys don't yes, know. Yes, for a hot sack. So, we so do, we so do yeah. love it. It's high pressure. Mm-hmm. No, we're not curing cancer. We think about that all the time. We think about how blown out of proportion this whole industry is to begin with. Totally. But it is high pressure. You're dealing with high profile and people. And it's unpredictable. You don't know what yeah. they're going to say. You don't know what their publicist is going to allow them to, to say or who they're going to let them speak to. It's all a game. All a game. And it's just your all chess pieces. And you kind of have to think on your feet and be a very quick thinker yeah like you have to you have to judge your time like you have to judge what questions are most important to ask what you need who you need from who's coming on the line next like it's a lot there's we a just, lot of components we just happen to be psycho enough to deal with it which reminds me oh Roy- oh royals okay we're gonna recap some royals news, which y'all so i'm just gonna give you a quick catch up if you live under a rock like patrick star um <laughs> megan and harry have decided to move out of their grandma's house and give up their allowance and be financially independent and step down as senior members of the royal family um, and move to Canada part-time and stay in the UK. And all I can say is Meghan Markle must have a magical vagina and give the best blowjobs in the history of the solar system. Because this man is leaving behind his fucking fortune, his family, his grandmother, his father, to move to Vancouver part-time with Meghan Markle and his child, who we somehow got talked into naming Archie. I have many questions, and honestly, I think that Meghan Markle must have the bombest, tightest-ass pussy that anyone has ever seen, and Harry's ginger ass just doesn't know what to do, and he's just bewitched by her yoga spell. Before, Emily was like, I think that Meghan Markle should definitely do, like, a talk show with speaking to her. This bitch needs to be doing, like, a Kegel exercise <laughs> convention at the Staples Center immediately. Okay, do you agree with the decision? I mean, um, I totally do. I think it's bad. Oh. 
I think it's incredible, but I also think that like there's ways of doing things in the royal family you just don't fall out of line. Like, first of all, and I'm just going to speak completely candidly, like, Harry's family, they would have liked to see Harry with someone like Cressida Bonus, like that blonde chick he dated after he went to Vegas and, like, stole the crown jewels and, like, was nude in the pool. Like, he was dating this, like, blonde whatever girl for a while. Megan is half black. She's divorced. She's from America. She's divorced. Like, literally, her dad is a fuck-up who lets the paparazzi pay him to literally do anything. And the mom is, like, a yoga instructor who I think is, like, just a pretty normal chick from L.A. And here comes Megan, who literally married her first husband, like, on a random island. I think there was, like, a, I don't want to say that because I can get sued. But anyway, I've heard stories about, like, her first marriage. And, like, this is who she, who she chooses to marry. This is not someone that the royal family would immediately adopt anyway. And Megan's beautiful, smart, talented. I love suits. I'm a suits gal. Like, go Rachel Zane. But, like... I do think that she was totally polarizing for the family and she calls all the motherfucking shots. I love worship. I'm all about being a little rebel. Totally. She's a badass. And I'm all for it. How do we think Queen Elizabeth is plotting because a car crash is out of the... <laughs> now it's just going to get suspicious. Okay. No, car now crash we can't do. Can't, we can't do. Can't do. Second, Boys on the T? No. <laughs> oh. 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 This whole financially independent. How is this working? Because I need to know, like, are they or are they not already situated? Like, financially independent to me means, for those of you guys who don't know, they're saying they're going to be totally financially independent from the billions of dollars of estate that the royal family I think the owns. queen's worth $80 billion and Prince Harry is okay. a net worth of $40 million. And I read on the website, the Sussex6royal.com, that the royal family, like, that each UK taxpayer only pays about one euro, um per year but like i don't know if i believe that because i don't think that makes sense and also i'm definitely gonna get a brit on the phone next episode to like rehash how they like think about the royal family i'll hit up my like london booty call shout out to jack because i really like have (laughs) questions anyway that whole thing was fishy to me because i'm like okay so like are you pocketing a couple bill and moving to canada like what's the i think she'll make money so easily anything she touches a speaking engagement like you think the clintons earn a lot of money in speaking engagements put a fucking sussex in front of you and like go pass out on arrival yeah. Like, pass away. So, yeah, that's the two of Megan. Moving on. Um, Moving on. Back to... I really think you should discuss Shuttlegate. Oh. Because you guys were in award show season. Okay. And, like, yeah. So, another thing people talk about in LA right now. Obviously, Megan and Harry are big a big ticket news item. It's also award season, which ticket. means anything from the start... Okay, so, Emmys aren't really a part of award season. That's in September. Award season really starts in January when you have back-to-back, literally, the Golden Globes, the Grammys, and the Oscars, which a few other, like, small shows mixed in, like the Critics' Choice... Um, like Directors Guild, Independent Spirit, Producers Guild. Haley yeah. needs to tell a story about what happened to her at the Golden Globes because, like, you guys, this no. is some shit. But question, why isn't this ever on Entertainment Tonight, on Extra, on all the people? Because it's not cute. And Abby, who lives in her mom's basement in um, Tampa, doesn't want to hear about this but shit. But Abby, we are going to tell you, Abby. Abby, no. whether you want to hear it or not, You're going to hear this. You're going to hear it. You're going to hear this, Abby. You're going to appreciate us and this whole world so much more. Okay, Take so what happens is all of Hollywood, am I right or am I wrong, shuts oh. down when there's an award show. The streets are undrivable. You need to take a NASA spaceship. You're not getting anywhere near there. If you decide that you're from out of town and you really want to try Earth Cafe, good Sorry. fucking luck, bitch. <laughs> you're going to have to get your mediocre Caesar wrap on Monday Elsewhere. when the Globes are done. So anyway, basically what happens is this show and all the after parties are at the Beverly Hilton. And what happens is you take a shuttle. You have to park like a mile away also, how fucking hard is this, okay? You park a mile away, you get on a fucking shuttle, you drive a mile to the 
place, you're there. P.S. This happened to me last year and I went to the Globes and I ended up sneaking in through the kitchen and wound up in the backstage where the winners were with their awards. On accident, no one questioned me. Shit happens, y'all. We'll talk about my Grammy story in a bit. Yes. I get on a shuttle. I come to learn it's all like agents, fellow reporters, like big people, whatever. I don't know. I don't care. I'm like Instagramming. So next thing I know, (laughs) this fucking shuttle takes us to Timbuktu. People start like literally losing. up your button around the corner. That's Taylor's no. final destination. No, like I passed every OBGYN office in Los Angeles. A full fucking tour that nobody saw asked. all of your pap smears. I don't know why I'm bringing OBGYN. Really, like, the whole vagina talk. I'm really like, like who wants to get drinks tonight? No. Okay, so. We're in this shuttle for way too long. Yes, there's traffic. But next thing I know, I'm texting my friend. I'm like, something's not right. I've been on the shuttle for 30 fucking minutes. Like, what's going on? Next thing I know, this guy takes us deep into Beverly Hills. He takes us to the Beverly Wilshire, which is the hotel in Pretty Woman. I'm like, this is not the right thing. The Globes are always every single year at the Beverly Hills. At the same place. You can't. Like the Oscars, the Kodak. Like, these things are just, like, rooted in cement. You can't fuck it up. Like, there are yellow cones from the shuttle. You you can't drive anywhere. It's like, it takes a lot of effort to drive anywhere fucking else to the venue and there's multiple shuttles multiple like, figure shuttles. it out so this guy takes us to kansas okay people Abby, we're at your house open the door no. we're in tampa <laughs> not, not. We're in Tampa. okay on this shuttle tour meanwhile people on the bus i'm like you guys are being so uptight as i usually am at people in hollywood i'm rolling my eyes complaining you're no, like i'm rolling moving. my eyes i'm Say instagramming agents are shook it's like who fucking cares? people are fucking shook that they're not going to get to the globes on time fucking shook they start standing up they start screaming at the shuttle driver i'm rolling my eyes i'm like guys he knows what he's doing next thing i know we're in colorado not going to the right venue we end up realizing the shuttle driver took the wrong route doesn't know where the fuck he's going okay thinks he's going on a last minute nasa trip to <laughs> jupiter okay we just he actually signed up for <laughs> elon musk's experimental no. mars trial no. and he's bringing us all with him no we see him stick his head out the window to another <laughs> shuttle driver who is waving him in another direction <laughs> Make a long story short, we've been on the shuttle. It should have been six minutes. It's 45 minutes. We kept getting turned around. We tried to blow by police officers. The police aren't having it. People on the bus start fucking losing their minds. They, like, go to the driver. They're like, this isn't right. They're getting into it with police officers. Next thing I know, this pregnant woman behind me, she stands up. She's like, sir, I'm five months pregnant, and I have to pee. Can I please get off of this bus? Okay. I'm laughing. Everyone's losing their minds. We end up getting there after turning around 15 million goddamn times. What happens? The next day, there is an article on Deadline called Shuttlegate. I'm trying to find it. Who? There's a photo of this shuttle. The one I got on of all the motherfucking shuttles that day. Who's the first person getting oh, off? Oh, here it is. Shuttlegate. Lost in Beverly Hills edition. Taylor, yep. do you want to go ahead? Oh my god, someone sent a photo. You want to like take it Here's away? Here's the photo. First is the one of people on the bus. The second one is a photo of people getting off of the shuttle. Who's the first person? Oh wait, this is literally a being photo of escorted you. by security. <laughs> it's literally my mugshot. So this was the detour of me getting to the Golden Globes, and that is what happened. I don't recommend. So that's the tea, guys. It's that's not always like your limo pulls up in front of the red carpet and no. you hug your BFF, Jen Aniston. <laughs> Sometimes no. life is fucking hard. <laughs> Sometimes life is shuttlegate. 
Should we close out with Laura Dern? Laura Dern, our sister from another Mr. or so she thinks. Laura Dern is the most, she's that person who wants to be so relatable. Like she's that girl like in school who like wants to be everybody's best friend. She's not in one group. She floats around to all the groups. Like she's that bitch. It seems like we're shading her. But, but she's so genuinely likable. But like she tries, I really believe she tries so hard to be likable. Okay. A prime example of this that we both picked up on at Critics' Choice last night. Well, is I picked how- up at Palm Springs. <laughs> yeah, true. Okay, so I'm going to start with this. Palm Springs Film Festival. Usually kicks off award season. Basically, Lord Dern like won an award. I'm not really sure for what, but she goes, she goes, comes in and goes, Palm Springs, <laughs> like Palm Springs. Like I'm from Southern California. First of all, is Palm Springs considered Southern? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. She goes like, I was conceived in Idlewild during the movie, like whatever. Like I forgot what she said, and she's like, Palm Springs is my home. I love getting ice cream down the street. Like she's going on a full fucking fairy tale about how Palm Springs is like her like her lifelong dream like person was conceived there was birthed by Mother Mary no Palm like Springs. Palm Springs is a part of who she okay. is Laura Palm Springs Dern like everything about her life is Palm Springs okay. so like Cut obviously I didn't choice. know that like she had this wild connection to Palm Springs Cut Critics to Critics Choice okay suddenly now Laura Dern press room press room she's wearing an orange dress she's like like the sun so she's like brings it back to how she was allegedly conceived again in Santa Monica now. She's Plot like, fucking twist, what? y'all. <laughs> fucking Chuck. She was not born in Palm Springs. This fucking Alert bitch the media. was born in Santa Monica. Where the Critics' wearing, Choice was happening. She was like, I'm wearing an orange dress, like an ode to Santa Monica, where I was born, and I'm from here, and this is my soil, and yada yada. She said soil in Palm Springs, too! <laughs> Shut Wait, the fuck up. I don't know if she said soil, but oh, I just added no. it for dramatic effect. Okay. Okay. okay, but regardless, Emily and I were talking about it earlier, and we're like, okay, so if she was in Alaska, if she was on Pluto, would she be like, this if is where I'm she from. was in like a prison, she'd be like, you know what? Like I have family members who no. spend time here. Like I really feel the plight of the people. Like she literally wants to be like that girl. And like, it's not a bad thing. Like she's so likable, but like she literally went up to JLo. Like I overheard this happening in a commercial break and she goes to, because she won an award and JLo didn't win in their category. And she goes, I am so honored to be sharing this award with, award with you. It's a dream come true to be your sister during this experience. And JLo's staring at her like, get this crazy old lady away from me. JLo is staring what? at her. Like I did not ask to get my shoe shined in this moment. No. So if you could please. JLo's like, where's Alex? Where's my bedroom? No. Where's my trainer? Like I'm out of here. Wait, I'm going to get serious for a sec with get Laura. Serious. With get Laura serious. Dave. Okay, so in the press room, someone in the press room asked her, they were like, Laura, you've been part of Me Too since it started, like, two years later. Wait, she has? I guess. What did she do? Did she speak out about somebody? I guess she's, like, part of Time's Up. Or Time's Up, She's part of everything likable. That's just Laura. That's Laura's brand. If it's a good thing, Laura will put her name behind it. So Laura, in the press room, she's asked about Me Too, and she said, the reporter says, how do we advance and now moving forward? Okay. She is asked about Me Too. What does she say? She gives this PC motherfucking no. That she practiced on no cards with her publicist for two hours years ago. (laughs) Years ago. She was like, you know, we have to look at all industries and how pay and gender and Wait, and I'm like, listen, this does not help us get anywhere. Sidebar, I have been trying to pitch a piece around in which I say that I think celebrities with Me Too stories should name their name their person and get them fucking taken the fuck down. I literally wanted to stand up in the room and be like, Laura, should celebrities name their predators? <laughs> but I didn't. But it just goes to show. It's, it's like, like, you're like, Laura, what's your favorite place to get coffee in Santa Monica? No. 
where you were born. Yeah. So it just like really annoys me because I'm like, right, no one is saying anything to actually move this conversation forward. It's all a bunch of PC hogwash and Mm -hmm. like move the fucking ball people if you really care. Totally. Totally. Just saying. Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate, and that's just the way it is. You can ask them literally, why is the sky blue? And if they want to talk about why they love Chronicles of Narnia, they're going (laughs) to fucking talk about why they they love Chronicles of Narnia. They will Jedi mind trick you. Kim Kardashian is the master at this. You think, when you interview Kim Kardashian, she is giving you a... Pulitzer-worthy dissertation on the history of mankind, you go back and listen to the interview and you're like, this... None of this makes sense. Robert Downey Jr. did this to me on a carpet over the weekend. The Doolittle premiere, right? Yeah, it was the Doolittle premiere and I asked him about um, if he would return to Marvel and he literally like went on a merry-go-round, comes back to Doolittle and he's like, totally just shits on my face. He's like... You know, it's all about teams, and that is why I picked Doolittle, because it is such a team effort. And I was like, this had nothing to do with my question. Thank you. Moving on. Okay. Good story. I'm so excited, you guys. We have so much tea to spill with you on this podcast. Have you ever had a... Oh, this is bad. I've had a thing where I had a reschedule interview with a celebrity, and then they died. What? (laughs) Wait. I also have to tell the Dennis Quaid story at some oh point. God. Oh, that was epic. Y'all, you're going to want to stay tuned. Wait, who, should we save who died for next time? I think we yeah, should. Yeah, because actually, like, yeah, I forgot his name. <laughs> She's like, I need to Wikipedia this bitch. This is really fun. I'm like, oh, this was a blast, you guys. I hope you guys come back for more. Please Clearly, follow us on Insta, DM us, work, subscribe to us. I'm at Emily Blair Marcus on Insta. And I'm at Talk To Me Taylor Talk and then T-O- M-E, Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R. We're going to give you all the tea. We're going to keep it piping hot because at the end of the day, two blondes don't make a right, but we sure as fuck are trying. We sure as fuck, as you can tell, are trying. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.